Chapter Seventy of I, Mary MacLean by Mary MacLean. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Chapter Seventy, The Grey Purple, Tomorrow. Close at the east edge of this butte is a barren ridge of Rockies that is sudden and big and breathing-looking, barbarously personal touched with varying gifted color moods and glowering morose color passions at the south the snow-topped highlands lie long fairy solitary miles away caressed at their summits by thin soft sun rings and sun vapors of salmon and sea green and turquoise and mauve at the west a gray shadowed desert burns red gold in the setting sun and sleeps in pearl and ashen stillness under midnight stars at the north smaller spurs of the range break into foothills and bluffs and gulches restful wastes of lonely stones and blurred radiances of tawny sand on top of all the rarefied air of these plateau heights refracts the light into hot dazzling prisms at any vagrant flash of sun on a trailing storm fringe this butte is capriciously decorated with sweet brilliant metallic orgies of color at any time all times as if by whims of pagan gods slightly drunk and lightly mad st paul minnesota looks a greenlier prettier town the arizona canyon looks vastly more fearfully beautiful wichita kansas probably looks more a regular town akron ohio doubtless looks more americanly reassuring rome italy must have a more settled look new york is much larger and much brighter looking only this butte looks deeply and exactly like butte montana its insistent charm is that it goes on strongly resembling itself year after year there is love in me for this butte i am profoundly lonely in it my life tissues are long familiar with the feel of it its mournful beauty has entered like thin punishing iron into my soul and my love for it is made of those things for no reason i feel love for this butte as much as for the mountains in their mourning intimateness i feel love for all the outsides and surfaces of the town itself the stone streets full of houses and shops and stores and brick walls and laundry wagons and persons the vacant lots where boys play ball the school buildings which for twenty years have needed the same green grass around them and the same playgrounds for school children to play in and will go on twenty years needing them the little mines in unexpected midtown blocks with their engines and hoists and scaffolds and green coppery dumps the big mines on the hill busily working day and night a bristling citadel of smokestacks and tall buildings above the treasure drifts and tunnels that come down honeycombing the town under its streets and hoses and yield up wealths of monthly millions the desolate wind-swept cemetery on the flat the timber butte the school of mines the brophy grocery window full of attractive grocery food the st gordon's statue of marcus daly the few sweet green trees on north montana street by the courthouse the edge of walkerville 
ex-senator clark's old-fashioned closed house in granite street the stone episcopal church with the memorial windows the surprising steep idaho street hill the old reduction works reminiscent of the bygone hindset and the bold buccaneering days the montana street cemetery at last kempt and nurtured green as beloit wisconsin the little rocky missoula gulch the north excelsior street neighborhood where i wrote my devil and gray dawn book the butte high school where i studied and meditated youngly the old library where i used to get a variety of books in my gangling girlhood the electric ore trains going to anaconda the vegetable chinamen the post office newsstand the mexican tamale vendors in the early night the sweet green trees and other greenness in people's yards garnered and cherished in a way which would astonish toledo ohio the brilliant sparkling look of the town from far out on the flat late in the evening like a mammoth broken tiara of starry diamonds twinkling points of blue and orange and cerise and violet fired and flung against a mountainside of dark velvet an aspect intensely butte the cool mosquitoless summer nights the anaconda standard the sulphurous smoky deadly cold winter mornings the cornish and irish and austrian and finn miners the little slim green onions in the markets the noise and colour and morale of the crowds on a miners union day the markets on the afternoon shade side of west park street full of crabs and lobsters from seattle and shining fish from california and mushrooms and frog legs and squabs and hothouse things from hereabouts the parrot smelter the chinese gardens at nine mile the italian village of Meadowville, the fortified battlemented look of the town at the east of south butte the mystic familiar sand and barrenness all of it has a feel of something aloof and metallic and distinctive and gray purple and butte montana gray purple is the color of the town its spirit tone its odor and fascination are gray purple this butte is bodily a young rich present-day city of a hundred thousand population all told miners who bulwark its foundations masses who make and manage its business millionaire members who spend most of their lives and dollars in new york all are butte made but its soul is still the soul of frontier mining camp which sprang into copper being when the comstock mine in virginia nevada failed of its silverish promise a very few years ago what one could count on one hand's fingers there were no lids in this butte every summer bony thoroughbred horses from juarez and denver raced round the oval track on the flat watched by a shrieking betting throng of butte citizens and citizenesses ridden by silk-bloused black-booted jockeys their finish spurts under the wire chaperoned by a flock of bookmakers roulette and poker and faro were wide open in the town and flavored the air with a taste of gray purple hazard gin palaces and mining camp dance halls highly deluxed lent their tinted breath to the current 
noodleish and little bacchanalian dives flourished in unexpected nooks the police court on a monday morning resembled the debris from an alcoholic human volcano a condemned but owned portion of this butte in its butte montananess all of it was but one element in an isolated prosperous town of many elements but it some way tinctured all no pagan wild sunset burst above the west desert but suggested that the vague lid was off the town and vaguely lost a lost lid the gambling lid is fast on now if they gamble they gamble under it and no more do ribby horses and surprising mixed crowds disport them at the deserted racetrack but the setting butte sun suggests the same wealth and wildness as if always its celestial chemistry was shot with essence of mining camp rich generous feverish and virile brophy's grocery window and the marcus daily monument and the parrot smelter and the clark house and the idaho street hill all of it owns the gray purple which is not st paul and not wichita and not pittsburgh and not spokane not anything except intensely butte montana i have felt it since i first lived here in little young short frocked days and i felt it when i lived away from butte i feel it all these nowadays to the roots of myself i have no reason but the contrary to love butte as a town full of human beings i have no friends in it no feel of friendship no human friendliness and the sculpturesque poetry of the outlying deserts and buttes pushes and presses hurtingly upon the lonely and introspective gazer in body and soul i knew it as a child and girl and woman there is nothing benign nothing enlightening no gentleness no pity in its barren beauty but its hard chaste influence on the sensitive spirit is beyond any analytic power to gauge its wonderful aridness starves human nerve soil till the sad wide eyes of the soul grow bright fever bright light bright star bright from denial and unconscious prayer involuntary worship homage of the unsuppliant unhoping devotee because of that and because of all its long familiar outsidenesses mournful beautiful mystic lavish madly mixed gray purple a fascination beyond pleasance or pain i feel love for this butte End of chapter 70